Hello, and welcome to the Love Stella podcast, where we have conversations to stimulate your mind and feed your soul. This is your host, Stella Shante, and I thank you so much for listening. Hello, and welcome back to the Love Stella podcast. I have the pleasure of having Elena Lopez on the line. She is the founder of Heart to Heart Counseling Services, um, currently in Missouri City and Richmond, Texas. Elena, how are you? Great. How are you? And thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for, um, for agreeing to come on the podcast. We've known each other for uh, about four years, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, Elena was my first therapist in the world. My very first therapist um, started back in, uh, that was 2018. Yes. Um, that was a, a very, you know, pivotal point in my life. And so, yeah, so we, we started our relationship then. Didn't really continue for too long because I moved back um, to Nigeria, but I'm happy to have been keeping in touch with her ever since. Um, so Elena, thank you so much again. Welcome, um, welcome to the podcast. Um, is there any other um, information that you'd like to share right now in regards to introduction of yourself? Oh no, you pretty much wrapped it up. Good, thank you so much. Um, so um, I think it's kind of good to start at the beginning. Clearly you were my therapist for a while. I don't really know very much about you yourself. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your childhood, where you grew up, and maybe what kind of led you to uh, psychology? Okay, well, I'm a Texas native. I'm from a, a small town called Port Arthur, Texas. I was raised in Port Arthur by um, a single mom with my mom. But I also think that she was just so fortunate because not only did I have my mom, but I had my grandmother and my great grandmother. Wow. Oh, yeah. So I just, as a parent now, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was just such the hookup. But anyway, they were a very, it was a very loving dynamic. My father wasn't really involved. He lived in another um, city. He's from Texas as well. Okay. Um, but we do have a relationship now, not so oh, much good. growing up, but it led me into counseling because I started to understand the power of relationships and dynamics because a lot of times people can feel you know unloved and unconnected if they didn't grow up with a certain family dynamic a mother a father you know the nuclear family that we're all expecting and want to have but there's so much more that you can get from others from others in your life that truly love and care for you and my grandmother was the type of person that she would always just try to bring joy and light into everyone's life you know, mm. if you didn't have anything, she would invite you over for meals. She would talk to you. She would bring, really try to bring you together. And that was another introduction into the power of community. You know, mm. community is important and just learning to, you know, receive the people around you. Yeah, that power of community cannot be understated, cannot be overemphasized. Because I think that a lot of times now, that's one of the reasons why people lean so much into social media into being on the internet all the time because they feel as though they have this community of people that care about them, that want to hear about them, that, you know, are looking forward to speaking with them in some way, shape or form. Unfortunately, a lot of times I feel as though nowadays the community that we seek and the community that we think is there 
is not. <laughs> Especially in the way of social media. So it's, it's just it's kind of interesting now kind of figuring out the best way to have genuine community in the face of everything electronic around us. Yeah, and that's true. That's something that I'm personally learning, <laughs> the power of social media. And one thing that I am learning is that it does have a good, it's good aspects. And of maybe course, yeah. It's not, you know, and sometimes I've seen people really build, you know, like really strong communities. And even like within my private practice, surprisingly, I've been able to build, you know, a small community of people, you know, through our blogs and, mm -hmm. you know, different activities of just understanding the impact of not just hearing the therapist side, but just getting to know other people who are on that same path. But is um was founded in 2006. We started out basically working with children um, in foster care and children that were recently adopted. Okay. okay. And so from that, we have moved on to work in several different aspects. We have worked, I have worked as a, um, the mental health consultant for Head Start. We've also oh, worked wow. in the district. Yes, um, I've been a speaker for United Way, um, for Tapsy and Bapsy, the um, Black School Education Foundations. We have, of course, we've gone into the court a lot to rebuild and um, to rebuild families that may have been torn apart from domestic violence and abuse. We also now are working really big with employee assistance programs, families, trying to go more into the workplace. We're looking to be more proactive right. versus retroactive. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I, um, when, um, when I was in therapy um, at Heart to Heart in 2018, you had an office right there downtown Richmond. But I understand you've, you've recently upgraded. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are y'all are y'all are Texas wide. <laughs> Tell me oh, about yeah. what kind of led you to the expansion. Well, we our original location, the one you went to, is like a small yeah. like 581, you know, square foot office. Square foot, okay. It didn't allow us to do much. <laughs> okay. You know, of course, you know, in these buildings, as most people might know, the walls are thin. The wall is mm -hmm. so and privacy is not compromised. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, we had to be very cautious of how you book appointments. So of course, that's not really helping with growth. So yeah. we decided to go into our second location, which was like 2,600 square feet. <laughs> and it was <laughs> providing an opportunity for more expansion because one thing I truly, I truly believe in the power of mental health and mental wellness counseling services. And I wanted to be in a position to where I can help in a variety of different ways. Now we can host groups like in December, we're going to do like a vision board group. We're able to do groups with children. We're able to do groups with adolescents. And we are able to have like five different clinicians in the office at the same time with the more privacy, more structured uh, facility and right. just allowing growth in our community. Because believe it or not, only 4% of the therapists within the United States right now are African-American. I believe it. Because I'm trying to look for one now. And yo, I listen, I believe it. I believe well, it. You may be in a good spot in Atlanta because, you know, of course, there's, you know, plenty in Atlanta. But like, if you look at it across the United States, not really. Four percent. 
yeah, the number is so low and you really need to have somebody that you can really identify with what you're saying. Because once yeah. you get on that couch and start talking, the person like, I mean, listen, um, well, you know, it's it, it, it starts to get a little hairy if the person can't really of, relate to the things that you're saying. Exactly. A lot of the times my opening spiel <laughs> when I'm starting a session is like, look, you're interviewing me as well. Because yes. you have to feel comfortable. You have, you're about to tell somebody all of your business. Because for us to have growth and for us yes. to move forward, you have to, you know how they say, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So that's the only way. Things that you pretty much shut down in your mind and you don't want to acknowledge. You don't want to talk about it. If you just act like it's not there, you could keep yeah. moving. But you know it's showing up. It's manifesting in your life. It's just- In your relationships, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, mm -hmm. you have to get to that point where you have to go ahead and you have to process it, but you you do. You have to be able to, you know, feel a connection. That's why I'm not the biggest fan of so much virtual therapy, unless you have a relationship with the person. Yes. So I like to yes. now you see so many forms you can text. And I've even heard like in some of those, it's like computer generated responses. So Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you really want to get into a space where at least you could meet someone and then, you know, uh, um, uh, according to your schedule, kind of maybe go virtual then in different ways. Like Later. Yeah. yeah. When I first moved to Atlanta, um, I actually did see a virtual therapist. It was it was odd, I want to say, and in in that it wasn't a relationship that lasted for too long because I was like, is this who I should may as well go and talk to Siri? Be talking, asking Siri, what's up? What am I like? What are we doing? Um, you may feel guarded, like, do yeah. I like building a relationship with this person? And in some it aspects, it's, it's, it's good because I don't want to just like debunk it, throw but, it under the bag, <laughs> yeah, under the bus. Yeah, I understand. If, you, I understand. if you're able to get, you know, some type of, you know, in especially for your personality type. You know, you have to look at what type of personality you have. If you know that you're a guarded person, then that may not necessarily work because mm -hmm. you're not going to just feel, you know, sometimes you have to be, some people have told me, I need to be in your space first. <laughs> and you have to feel the person's energy. And a lot of times that energy is easier felt physically than virtually. That's true. Um, That's true. So yeah, I, I, but I'm listen, however you can get it, get it how you can. Yes. If it's online and you know that you can reach out to somebody and that person understands you and you feel like you understand their approach, then of course. But um, yeah, I'm still, I'm right now, I'm stands therapist. I don't have a therapist right now. I'm trying to look for one in the new year, but um, I definitely want to be able to meet that person physically and then go virtually just because life be life and you don't necessarily have time to go to the person's office. And then when it's virtual, you know that you can keep the appointments. Exactly. Exactly. Because time is precious and you don't want to be making appointments and not being able to, to meet up. I wanted to ask you a little bit about child therapy. You mentioned that you, you um, used to do um, therapy for Head Start. Mm -hmm. And the fact that your larger practice gives you the opportunity to be able to deliver therapy in different forms. Yes. So... As a mother of two young children right now, um, and as someone who is wanting to ensure that I practice conscious parenting, um, I'm in tune with my children a lot. Mm -hmm. Of course, as a mother, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the best job in the world. I feel like I'm, at least I'm doing the best job that I can. 
-hmm. but going forward, what are some of the indicators that a child may be having an issue or a child may need to see a therapist? Okay. Well, one of the things I didn't mention at the beginning, I am a registered play therapist. So a registered play therapist is a therapist okay. that went and completed additional 500 hours of additional training to become certified, to be able to specialize with children and uh, their needs. And like I said earlier, it's kind of like how I started off. So children, you know, always in my heart. And as adults, we kind of realize a lot of the things that we do and say stems from our childhood. Yes, ma'am. We don't want to talk about it. You know, we get, we're doing a lot now in trauma, like saying, you know, oh, well, we could just do this. We could cuss and fuss. And I get this all the time. I work in the state. So you get this all the time. People cussing and fussing and yelling and throwing things at each other. Oh, that's just a baby. They don't know what's going on. Yes, they are. <laughs> they do understand what's going on because they're sensing and they're feeling all the things that, that's going on around them. So Therapy for children is really important, especially if you know that your children may be demonstrating behaviors that's not maybe de developmentally appropriate. You know, maybe mm. like we know, like, let's just use some example, like two-year-olds, they may bite. Like yes. one-year-old, sometimes you kind of come across that. But, you know, we could, uh, as parents, we come up with our little strategy to redirect it. But if you see your child is just biting and getting, you know, and you can't even redirect it and maybe kicking and fighting and just becoming very angry when we know that those behaviors are not developmentally appropriate, that may be a concern. If you see your okay. child, you know, so when you start to see things, what I'm trying to say is basically not age appropriate. Okay. Or if you know that your child has been exposed to some type of trauma mm. and sometimes as parents, we're struggling with the, um, a trauma. You know, we're exposing with different things that went on in our life with different relationships, maybe mm -hmm. being exposed to flooding, you know, like here in Houston, just different things that kids yeah. can go through. And we know that we're dealing with and Sometimes we may struggle and we don't know how to discuss it with our children. It's mm -hmm. a good time. That's some, and if you see, like, maybe start raining and the child gets nervous or they hear loud noises because they've heard a lot of fussing and different things like that. You might want to have somebody for them to talk to, because one thing that we're not always conscious of, we can, we get into our moods where we may cry or we mm -hmm. may be happy. And the children know, OK, well, that's a trigger for mommy. So what if it's mommy's boyfriend or daddy or something? You know, if I say something to mommy, that might make her frustrated. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good to have that third party to come in to give that child that safe, that open space. And believe it or not, children participate in therapy. Hmm. They part, you get so many parents. I don't know if they're going to talk to you. You know, I just want to try this right here. And those kids get in and are, are happy. Whatever activities we have planned for them, I would say 98% are going to be interactive. They're going really? to really process. So, what age are we talking? What I'm age? I'm talking, talking like three years old. What? Really? Three. You know, because really? it's not on like emotional development. Do of you course, understand yes. what okay. makes you happy? Yeah, what makes okay. You because if someone has been involved in an abusive relationship, or, uh, you know, even, you know, are told, you know, like, be quiet, you know, you like that, or don't do this, or don't do that, then the kids start to program that stuff, especially kids that come from unhealthy backgrounds. 
So a lot of times you have to kind of educate a child like this is this is okay ice cream makes you happy you know like if someone screams at you does that make you happy not really you know but sometimes they can say it if that's how mm -hmm. they're so learning um ways okay. to, for them to be able to express their their emotions feel their emotions and know how to use their words knowing mm, how they, very how important feel. because very important. Kids, when you have play as a play therapist, kids, are you, we don't really sit down and say, hey, so, hey, how you been doing? What's going on? Oh, fine. Last week I had macaroni and cheese. No, we're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> and through the play, you know, we will be able to identify different behaviors or different concerns that kids might have. Like, one, for example, we had a child um, that drew a picture of the family and then one family member had a red face. <laughs> Like, well, why is that face red? Because she always be slapping me. <laughs> I just want to slap her. <laughs> so, you know, the child would never. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, the child would never really just come out and say it. But now we know that that's something that needs to be addressed. Or that can lead to the of child maybe going to school slapping folks. So, when I feel frustrated, I go, I start slapping people. No, no, no. Yes, because that person does that. Okay. And that's Understand. probably. Understand. And that's how they've been conditioned. To think mm. if I'm frustrated because we hide our emotions from our children. So maybe we you do. Get frustrated we do. Yeah. We do. If you're yeah. frustrated at work and you're like, well, you might slam on the computer, the kids might say, Mommy, what's the matter? Oh, I'm, I'm good. Everything fine. Instead of just saying, you know what? I'm a little frustrated. Something didn't go right at work. I maybe shouldn't have slammed the computer, but I'll be okay. You know, we don't, a lot of times we don't do those things because we don't want them to know that something made us that that angry and so therapy is also beneficial for parents because child play therapy is a time for the parent to consult because one thing about parents we are very sensitive and we don't want anyone looking at our kids funny nor talking about them funny <laughs> so you know if you go into the store you're trying to look all nice and dignified dressed up and then your child maybe starts screaming and yelling in the restaurant you know you can instantly feel judged so maybe yes. something happened yes. and you have that, that therapist and you can say, okay, you know what? We went out, you know, we was dressed and I just don't understand. At least you'll have that neutral voice Yeah, talk to you and help you understand maybe the, the, the stages of development so that you can make sure that you're doing the best that you can do. Yeah, you're doing the best, the best that you can do and you're giving them the skills that they need developmentally at that age right now at, the, at whatever age they're at so yeah I think that that's very very intriguing I probably will take you up offline on on more in regards to that my children are two and almost four and you know like I said doing the best I can but just always looking for ways to make sure that they have what they need to be okay and we're definitely. all doing the best that we can because they yeah. definitely some um, instructions in the uh, way. Listen. And, and even with two, one can have a completely different um, personality than the second. So you might think, yes. oh, I got this down. Yes. <laughs> but then you got to completely switch it up with the next one. So uh, <laughs> listen, I completely, <laughs> yeah, there's this mom group that I'm a part of. And that group has definitely been saving my life because a lot of times, when something happens as a mom, I automatically think back to myself. Okay, what happened to me around this age when I did this? 
And a lot of times what happened to me is not the thing to do. <laughs> you know what? I am. I am so happy. Oh my goodness. I am so happy that you're saying that because right now, you know, I may be a little older, but a lot of us were not disciplined. We were punished. Yes. So especially in the minority feelings. community, in a minority, mm-hmm. that's probably something I did there about why I am a therapist. You know, it's just like, you say the wrong thing is because it's a slap or it's a yell at or it's yep. a, you know, just not feeling being dehumanized. To yeah. Me, like from back in the day, because, you know, and then when you get into this discussion within our community, it's like if you don't put no nothing, if you don't whip their butt, they're not going to get it together. Right. But people don't know that that stems from slavery, because when slavery, during slavery, when they was bringing Africans into the United States and trying to brainwash us and get us to do everything, it was always said, you have to beat them to get them into to submission. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to beat. And I visited a, um, a plantation, even like in New Orleans, not too long ago. And okay. all things that's on the murals from the, um, the slaves are like, I had to be beat. I had to be yelled at to know how to do what's right. They were looking out for the best of me. And you look at a lot, a lot of times at my age, 47, my great grandmother mm-hmm. who started, she was like, um, like right post-slavery. So we don't realize like how a lot of these things that we're doing is still then that we could be spoken to, but we have, we're almost like untraining brains to be like, we don't have to have that type of interaction to be able to do what's right. We Definitely. can talk- and that's why you have all this conscious parenting coming up yes, now that people yes. are trying to get people because a lot of us, the late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. <laughs> what nobody talking to us? Shut up, you know. <laughs> and then you Nobody feel was kind talking. Of, I know when I started going into like more conscious parenting, I almost felt like I was being laughed at. <laughs> this in my mind because you know that child not going to be there what are you doing sit down let me hear what you have to say you know you just have to pull out a belt so we you know we're trying to rewrite that parenting yes that we don't have to be aggressive with our children to get no what they need to do exactly you talk about you felt like you were being laughed at in your head i i feel like i'm being laughed at in the physical in the present okay People are like, I don't know what the, I don't know what she's doing over there with her kids because they be jumping off the wall. You know, listen, listen, they're children. They're not gonna sit down and 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 watch all my children all day. They're not gonna do that. They're yeah, gonna we didn't do that because that's we okay. Was, <laughs> we was beat to submission. <laughs> you understand? So you up here watching stories. You know you don't like stories. You know you don't like General Hospital. Get out my face. You know you don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and there not say anything else. Well, do you like broccoli with a uh, sauerkraut? Love it. <laughs> of course. What are you talking? We're bring on more. Bring on more. <laughs> so yeah, just I'm just so committed to doing things differently. Um, of course I'm not perfect, but just committed to doing things so that my children don't have to be, you know, see getting a therapist at the age of 16 that mommy made me do this, mommy made me listen. No, we're not doing. Or if they we're got not, a therapist at sixteen, just you know, getting that additional support to make that decision. So make, 
So they could be that's those mouth ladies. They are destined. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just trying to, you know, like I said, just do things differently. It's very, very important. And even when you kind of step away and segue from um, parents to just us as women, finding out different ways to navigate the world in a way that is um, open and and, and, in a way that can allow us to live our best selves. I just find, just like you were talking about how there are good parts of social media. I've been seeing a lot of that now. I interviewed um, a clinical psychologist here in Atlanta that has these retreats where she takes women around the world and they really focus on getting back to themselves. And I wanted to kind of understand what your take was on kind of this group wellness niche that's kind of um, started to come up in, you know, what your, what your practice is actually doing in that regard as well. Okay. Oh, glad you said that. So actually, nobody told you, but we're hosting our first wellness retreat in Jamaica Ooh. In, in June, um, okay. June 23. And okay. the reason is COVID has, okay, well, wellness retreat's been going on. Mm-hmm. There's always been a thing, but not necessarily always within a minority community. Yes. Now, I think it's when we go on vacation, we either going with family or we going to turn up. We're not with our girls, yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're not necessarily going to get that clarity to get what we need. So let's just use you for example. Hey, myself, you know, we're mothers of two young girls, you know, working, ambitious yep. ladies. So- yep. You know, we always want to say we have this perfect balance, but do we really? You no, know, not at all. So we can <laughs> <laughs> our balance into our, you know, it's like, okay, even if you you might put the kids to sleep and then you're on the computer doing something yes. else. Just trying to, you know, stay up, stay current, stay relevant. Well, wellness retreats were established as their time to get away. So wellness retreats are normally somewhere established where like a boutique. I know ours is at a boutique um, hotel in Ocho Ridge, Jamaica, called the Jamaica Inn. It might have 55 rooms and a private beach. So the objective is to get you to a place to where you only are able to focus on yourself. Mm. So when you wake up in the morning, you're um, engaging in different things so that you can learn how to put your wellness into your day. Mm. sleeping next to the water listen to the ocean sounds because a lot of parents and you know ambitious people have trouble sleeping sleeping is a really big concern because a lot of times you're constantly thinking your mind is racing what can I do next what can I do this how can I do how can I do that but a lot and if you ever heard have like a white noise machine what is the machine sound ocean it's ocean yeah ocean mm-hmm. or it might yeah. be rain it'll mm-hmm. be something to kind of just soothe you and to get your mind off of whatever it is that you're constantly thinking about and then when you wake up in the morning the first thing you're doing is you're getting your kids together of you know course. like you know mm-hmm. you're getting this you're feeding them they may have their good moves or maybe not so <laughs> good that morning you know depending and then it's like a rat race for the, the rest of the day yeah so so, um, and then when you travel with your kids, it's about your kids. It is. It <laughs> Don't is. Think you're going, you might try to post a cute picture like you was chilling. No, you weren't. You were taking care of them kids the whole time and snuck in that picture. But the wellness retreats allow you to just sit back, recalibrate, and focus on how you're going to 
you know, incorporate a lot of the things that you do, the time that you're taking just for you, and then incorporate into your daily life when you get back. You learn different mm. ways because you know we have so many different forms of therapy. We have sound therapy now. Yeah, the, um, I love sound therapy. You know, I love yeah, it. Yeah, you have yoga. It. You have yeah. meditation. A lot of people really don't know how to meditate. Just don't really know like to sit down for five minutes and to be present is very very hard. Now, if you're trying to be present at work and then you got ding 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 <laughs> on the computer, if you at home and you're looking at that pile of clothes, you may not you know, be getting present in that moment. You have the time to actually, you know, be away with other like-minded people that can, you know, that may, you know, their mental health a priority. And it also mm -hmm. is a good introduction for if you were thinking about the therapeutic process, because unfortunately, everybody just may not have that one hour, but a week um, to give for therapy. But once you start to sit back and you look and you say, you know what? This is what I need. This is what I've been missing because I've been sitting by the ocean. You know, I've been participating in sound therapy, yoga, meditation, beach walks, you know, eating clean. Because even eating clean is a process. You know, we have all these thoughts of I'm going to eat this, I'm going to do this. But guess what? Popeyes is <laughs> so convenient. Popeyes, that number one. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's easy to okay. get their Popeyes in there. With the frozen, with that frozen lemonade that they got now? Yeah, uh-huh. Now they yeah. even have shrimp in case you were <laughs> guilty about the chicken. So, <laughs> so, you know, it gives you that time that, okay, you know what? I have someone that's in our, at our retreat that's going to, you know, fix specialized meals. I've been trying yeah. to I eat this way for the day. You have those three to four days to just be present for yourself. Which right. give you the blueprint to say when I go home, I feel different. I know I'm different. Yeah. Maybe going to that, like you said, trying to, like you were just saying, trying to get a therapist or something like that that you are vibing with, you feel connected. Yeah. yeah. It gives you that motivation. It gives you that spark. It gives you that ability to know, you know what? Pointing to myself and thinking for myself just for the short period of time does work. And this is something that I need to, you know, yeah. incorporate in my life. And when we, when I did the retreat, I, um, I just started it November 1st. And I've been putting it together, but you know, it's, <laughs> advertising it. I had 18 people like in four weeks. Yeah. It's amazing. It's the, that just shows you the need, you know, the need is very, very strong. The need is very, very strong. Um, especially like you said, in our, in our community, I went on a wellness retreat, quote unquote, um, uh, last year. I went to Peru. I was there for oh, wow. two weeks um, because there was plant medicine involved as well. So you had to have a, a, a little bit of time between mm -hmm. ceremonies. And it was a it was very strict. We had mm -hmm. to have a, a strict diet before we left. We had a strict oh, wow. diet when we were there. Um, and it just, it was basically very, very life-changing. And, but I was the only woman and I was the only black person. You're the only woman? Yes. Wow. Yes, ma'am. And I was the only black person there and I was in South America. And I don't know if you traveled to South America or not, but you know, racism is real. Yeah. Um, I didn't even really pay attention to it until like my last two or three days. So it was fine. Um, 
but it just really goes to show that you know that that the, the wellness niche is something that has been kind of on the radar worldwide for decades exactly. it's not new it's not new at all and I just really am happy to see so many more avenues that are kind of springing up that are allowing people that look like you and me to take these you know type of uh journeys as well because when I was there I got so much more clarity on all aspects of my life it wasn't just personal I got aspects of clarity on business stuff because it actually you you need to understand what you're doing in terms of what you're putting into the world to feed your family you need to that's actually a spiritual process if you really think about it being completely aligned with your work professionally it's not just a looking at a looking at a syllabus and choosing oh, okay I want to be a teacher yeah. is your spirit aligned with you teaching other people you need to actually ask yourself those questions and yeah it was it was it was it was really really life-changing I'm looking forward to planning another retreat like that for myself that one was a little bit different because I had to take my girls it was two weeks so I took my children oh wow yeah and so just like you said it was yeah a lot of my work was I had all of my time outside of the quote-unquote ceremony time was focused on them what are they eating get them and get them a bath okay I think yes. they're bored staying in the room let's go try to do this let's go try to do that yeah. and that's fine I, I I didn't have the luxury of taking them somewhere for two weeks so I had to take them with me but I'm looking for another opportunity to go by myself to really mm -hmm. kind of turn inward and um and take that journey it, it's it's yeah so how long is the retreat that you're planning in Ocho Rios it's four days four days okay yeah so okay. it's like Thursday to um a Monday Thursday to a Monday okay yeah that's not too bad I definitely should be able to arrange arrange that like I said it's it's just so important these days to really to really take those um take the time for yourself it's like you said we have to you know what we have to figure out what works best for us and like we said earlier learning to you know build on our community mm -hmm. and the people around us and things like that like you went on this retreat and you're like you know what this really works for me but I did have yeah. my children so yeah. 100 and so it starts to cause you to look into how can I lean on my community I know that's one thing I think as a um as a um a, a young parent when I started I took my kids like you everywhere I had a big presentation at Tapsy National like everybody's like are you serious I had my children with me in the stroller on the side presenting in front of like a couple of hundred people you know now I look back and I'm like yeah but you know yeah. It taught me that, you know, I have to lean. Mm. Yeah. At that first, I was like, I'm not doing that. No, no. I mean, it was just never, never. But it it, it became a lot, you know, as I progressed professionally. Yeah, you definitely. know, it, it did. So, but that's, that's, that's what you say. Like that first step is like, because we, we have these different things of parenting. Yes. We have these different, yeah, different concepts. Different concepts of parenting. And that also, and then there's also different traumas. So when you now start thinking about traumas, 
it starts to be a, it starts to go from, I don't want to, uh, it starts to go from, I'm not comfortable to, I don't want to, to hell no. You understand what I'm saying? So that's just the whole gumbo of drama. <laughs> a gumbo of drama. Look, that's why we are, you know what? That's why, look, that go the individual component of therapy because you have to process it. Because yes, that's what I said earlier. You take those things yeah. from childhood and you bring you with you and it's manifest. You bring you exactly exactly so um so yeah community is something that's very very important i'm actually in the middle of building a community myself mm -hmm. exactly what that how that community is going to look i'm really not sure this is something again i think that we can talk about offline even if it's a partnership mm -hmm. that we actually mm -hmm. i think that that's actually brilliant so i definitely will will yeah. even if i have to book time with you maybe sometime later but it's a community that i'm building because i really feel like it's completely missing it's missing and especially in, if you're in a place where you are uh separated from your natural community your mom your sister other members of your family that you feel safe leaving your children with for example you know it's not every it's not everything that you can hire somebody for yeah, you want to go out for dinner for your birthday. Yeah, you hire a little babysitter for three hours. That's cool. Two yeah. weeks? No, no, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. You know? So there's there's just there's just some 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 ways for us to try to figure out how to bridge that gap. And that's what I'm trying to do with the community that I'm that I'm launching. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Circle of Love. In mm -hmm. Yoruba, it's um, translated to Ife Yemika but in English it's called circle of love. And I just feel as though, and this is an idea that came to me when I was on my retreat in January. So, uh, so it's something that I'm launching, uh, trying to figure out exactly, I have the skeleton, but the flesh, I'm open to see what makes the most sense. I mean, I'm just someone that has an idea. Have I built a community before? No, you know, so anybody okay. someone like you <laughs> will be able to maybe inform that process so uh so yeah but i'm excited about it and i think it's needed and and we'll just see where god takes it i'm really not sure completely yeah we'll just see to go because just yes. like saying that you're definitely not the only person you see how i could relate to what you said exactly yeah i think that we all all of us have that need somewhere just to have a little bit more support just a little yeah. bit more support. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it takes me. So I guess um, as I end it, I would like to ask if you have any any tips, any words of wisdom. You know, this is the holidays period from now to the you know to the new year. Holidays are generally speaking very festive. Everybody's around their family, but it's also a really trying time for a lot of people. Maybe people that um are separated from their family for whatever reason maybe they just lost a loved one um yeah do you have any 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 tips you know from the from the counseling standpoint to kind of make it through make it through this season if it's a trying season for them i think the holidays can be triggering overall because yeah. something has changed for everyone during the holidays. Maybe the tradition is not the same it was as a child, as you're trying to create traditions for your children. Of course, family dynamics have changed across the board. 
a lot of places, you know, we don't live like I'm from a small town. So everybody was right there. Now mm-hmm. it's take 30 to 40 minutes to get to the next person, which, you know, is a challenge within itself. But yeah. the main thing that I would like people to think about is creating boundaries. Okay. And listening to your intuition. We mm. don't have, especially as minorities, we don't have to do everything someone is saying. You know, if you may not want to go to someone's house the entire day, like we just had Thanksgiving yesterday, right. they come in, get their plate, <laughs> and they go, and then there's some yeah. that may not <laughs> feel like going. And that's right. okay. You have to do what's safe for you. Sometimes we feel like we have to do what other people want us to do because we don't want mm. someone so if I don't show up they're gonna be mad but if I go show up and they still talking that same stuff that I don't want to hear then that's going to be an effect a negative effect on me so we have to really just listen to your intuition and you know follow your your inner thoughts and feelings and create those boundaries if I come mm. over today it may just be for an hour or two mm. You know, but if you're in the situation and you can go and everything is good, then, you know, do that. If it's certain people that you may not feel like calling on that day, then you have to listen to that because we yeah. do things so much just not to offend someone else. Mm-hmm. When yes, we're offending ourselves, it's like, I like to say it like in my Southern way, you know, somebody got to take it and I don't want it to be me. <laughs> no. I, I completely, I completely understand what you're saying. I'm in, I'm in the middle of this 30 day self-love challenge. And mm-hmm. the challenge yesterday was respect yourself by saying no to what you don't want to do. Exactly. So that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You have to really be able to put your boundaries down and then let the chips fall where they need to fall. Maybe somebody be upset, but you know what? They'll be all right. Exactly. <laughs> they will be all right and we will be all right too thank you so much elena for your time for your expertise please tell us where to reach you on social media okay you can visit us at our website at hearttoheartservices.org we have two instagram pages parenting at heart to heart where we give a lot of parenting tips and suggest recommendations and also i'm on instagram at elena at heart to heart Thank you so much, Elena. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Love Stella podcast. Please feel free to reach out to Elena at Elena Heart to Heart on Instagram. Also refer to our show notes for more information on how to contact her directly. Please follow us at the Love Stella podcast on Instagram. Also, please feel free to um, share the podcast with a family or friend that you think may be, may feel the vibe. Also rate our, fi- rate our podcast five stars and subscribe. Each five star rating helps us bring you more conversations to stimulate your mind and feed your soul. Until next time, happy new year. And I wish you nothing but prosperity, harmony, love, and light. Love, Stella.